people, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Bug Show. Man, I was supposed to bring you today some Tony Robbins. I'm telling you, Saturday for sure. Guys, stay tuned for that. That will be a live episode. Um, but I am so grateful for the in- entire process. I'm grateful for all of you who are listening to me all around the world and whatnot. But today, you know what? I It was first. There were a few combinations of things that actually came about in the past 48 hours. First was, of course, you know, uh, Valuetainment making a very uh, inspirational video that I actually want to cover on my own podcast. And then I realized that, you know what? I was walking today, guys. And I don't know. I just had this random thought of my brother. And I realized if I look at my, bu- my brother's best friend, he's a complete fuck up. Like, I, I don't want to be rude. I know that sounds crazy, but you are who you're around, right? So, which brings me to today's podcast in terms of leaving people behind. Because if I look at how I ended up making all the right decisions, what a lot of people, even my student, um, my present student right now, she's an absolute beauty, uh, inside and out. Um, and she asked me, she's like, why are you so different from them? And I'm like, uh, it does have to come from traveling and whatnot, but I really think I surrounded myself with greatness. So if I actually look at it this way, I really have to make a timeline because, of course, this happened in university. This happened in terms of so many different things. But let me just let me just give you a couple of rites of passages, and this is where I just had to leave those people behind. And so, of course, one was one of them were Mark. Mark was from Hawaii. Mark was very, very academically sound. He had algebra. Um, in eighth grade of high school, he was destined to be amazing. He was destined to be much better than his brother, Juan, who was just like a bodybuilder, weightlifter, and stuff like that. And when I first met Mark, you know, his family was very apprehensive with having an African-American over their house because, of course, they're Filipinos. And, you know, his her, his parents were originally from the Philippines, so... They were like, oh, man, you know, we're not really, you know, we're not sure if he's going to steal anything. So I swear, I didn't know what racism was until like a few years after that, but it was already happening to me in the late 90s. But it's really funny because Mark ended up, you know, um, not graduating. And so what happened basically, guys, I have to just say this. This is probably around 1130 noon. It was probably the first couple of weeks of high school. And I was standing in the circle, and I just remember there was a guy named Chris. There was another guy named Sylvester. There was another guy named Ralston, and there was Mark, and there were a couple other people. And these were the guys from, of course, my middle school. And they were from my middle school. And you know what? They were pretty much fuck-ups. And you know what? Mark ended up hanging around with the wrong person. Or I guess you could say the wrong people. And you know what? His grades from the 6th grade to the 8th grade went down significantly. And I just didn't want to be around him anymore. I mean, we just weren't that close anymore. Yeah, there were some times that I would go hang out and stuff like that. Then we got in a big argument sometime around sophomore, and he was calling me a bunch of nasty names. And I never talked to him for like another year and all these other things. But I just never – we were just never really that close anymore. And so what ended up happening was um, Mark dropped out of high school. And me, I actually went on to, of course, graduate from high school. And what was that? What, what was the what was the shift? Now, of course, you know, Mark. He ended up, you know, we had our fallouts like a lot of friends do, like me and my best friend Andre and whatnot. But what was the shifting point? It was me at lunch one day, and I realized, boom, that was the rite of passage. They were talking about ditching. They were talking about skipping class. They were talking about a lot of things, and I'm like, well, guys, I'm not on this boat. 
And you know what's so funny because after third period comes lunchtime, then fourth period. Now, fourth period, of course, is marching band. In marching band, you have a lot of quote-unquote geeks. You have a lot of you know little Anglo kids, I guess you could say white kids or whatever you want to call them. They were from very rich parts of the town, and they would come all the way down to this high school called Rancho High School to attend the aviation and medical program. And when I was like, I had to make a decision right then and there. Am I going to hang around with Mark and this gang, or am I going to hang around with the geeks? So I started hanging around with the geeks, not only them, but another guy named Carlos, who actually ended up just creating a little bit of my personality uh, because he was beyond funny. And so I became who I was around. And Mark ended up dropping out of high school. So did Chris and Sylvester and all everybody else. Mark is now MIA for the last two years. Uh, I remember the last time I got a message from him on Instagram saying, you know what? I cheated on my wife. And I was like, oh, boy. Then he had a kid. And then they had a divorce. And that was the last time I heard from him about two years ago. And I'm like, damn, what happened? How did I end up changing? So the next rite of passage had to be, you know, um, what was it? Was it? Yeah, it was college because, of course, my best friend Andre ended up going to the Navy, came back. But 2008 had to be one of the biggest, biggest, biggest. And I'm talking about the biggest because when I first moved into my first ever apartment with my best friend Andre, it was a bachelor's pad, gorgeous area, well, gorgeous apartment complex, uh, gorgeous everything. It was just fantastic. And when I first moved there, um, it was um, it was a little bit – it was very interesting. And for those three months, we only stayed there for three months, and then we got evicted because you know what ended up happening? Andre ended up hanging around with Mark, Mark every night. Next thing you know, I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen Andre probably for like four, five, maybe you know six days. And I'm like, dude, where are you? You got to pay rent. You got to pay the power bill. What's going on? Oh, I'm at Mark's. We're playing beer pong. And I'm like, dude, you've got to get your life together. He ended up getting out of the Navy, ended up getting expunged from the Navy, completely removed. Uh, And he ended up just being around Mark. And there was one night that everything ended up changing. I'm not going to put Andre's business out there or whatnot. But it was the turning point of our friendship for the next year. And it bombed. It completely bombed. And a lot of things happened. And we lost the apartment. And I stopped talking to Andre for about eight months. And then, of course... You know, in April, probably this summer, right before I went to Australia for the first time, we came about again. But it was that separation. He was like, dude, you should come over and play beer pong with us. I'm like, dude, that's not how I do. I'm not going to do that. I'm not I'm not part of that anymore. So next thing you know, I remember there was one night where they brought over two to three women, and it was just a completely different scene. And I was like, dude, this is not me anymore. You know who cha- ended up changing my life? Satomi. Satomi came during probably the most critical part of my life, and that could have just been the deciding factor in terms of where I was going to go going forward because it was that decision. Whereas I brought Satomi over there, and I'm like, Satomi, let's go see uh, Andre at Mark's house. We went there, and there was just I, – I was looking around, and I was looking at Satomi, and Satomi from Japan you know, ended up graduating and getting her master's at Macquarie University, double major. And I'm over here in the backyard with a bunch of fucking losers? Is this what she came all the way from Japan to to be around these nasty ass I was like, guys, we're out. And you know what? That was it. That was the end of Andre. That was the end of everything. And at that given moment, I made that conscious decision to stay away from them. And yes, Andre did come back in my life. He ended up moving to New York, and he's now successful. I'm very, very happy for him. He's writing a book. Owns a factory, has two beautiful children, wonderful fiance, so, so proud of him. He is my, 
he's everything to me. Because uh, the first time we met, we almost got in a big old fight. That was 19 years ago. We got in a fight over a Pokemon card. Great times. Um, but, guys, it's all about the separation. Now, the, it really, really sucks because I ended up having to leave my family behind. Now, a lot of people would say, well, maybe your family neglected you. No, no, I left my family behind. And it was a day, 2007, where my best friend at the time, well, not one of my best, well, a friend at, my, at the time, he introduced me to the secret. And I realized maybe I am the creator of everything. Someone made a comment about my father. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen my father in like six years. I caught the bus home and guess who was on the bus? First time I ever saw him in six years. He didn't know I was there, but I heard him. And of course, he was talking about drugs. Pretty amazing, huh? Right then and there, I knew how much and, you know, what I can attract into my life. And I knew right then and there, the secret is absolutely legit. It was pretty amazing how everything just ended up talking. You know, in, in terms of my brother, if you look at him, he never left anyone behind. And I think that's why he is the way he is right now. I mean, if I look at, you know, his best friend, well, I don't know who his absolute best friend is. Um, it could be a childhood friend, but I mean, they kind of just jump from job to job, but they're not doing anything too crazy. Um, but if I look at the people that he's around or he was around from the very beginning, they were horrible influences. I remember the first time I told my mom uh, back in 2005, and I said, mom, uh, I would like to have a job. She's like, okay, you could go with Steven and he's going to go with this guy. I was like, didn't that guy just get out of prison? And my brother got really mad. He's like, no, nah, that was before, though. What the hell are you judging him off? I was like, dude got out of prison for Grand Theft Auto. I don't want to be around those people. And right then and there, it was another one of those conscious decisions saying, I'm not going to be around ex-convicts. Regardless of, of you know what they have done, okay, this isn't like an ex-convict turned lawyer. Okay, like uh, what Tom Bilyeu, uh had on his Impact Theory show. No, it's not one of those situations. This was a guy that hadn't learned from his past mistakes, and he's probably already dead right now. No, not my brother, but the other guy. And so if we look, you know, after he graduated high school, especially in 2004, he would have this Samoan guy come over and smoke marijuana all day. He would have another guy come over and smoke and do this. It was just horrible influences, and guess what? Probably four years later, we almost got robbed because of people who already knew what was inside our home. And so, I mean, and of course, it, they knew my brother and they would come in there every day and smoke with him. That one of the particular individuals stole a phone from my mom, stole a phone that was on top of the microwave. And it was my mother's phone. And he came, you know, came back over and he said, no, I didn't steal anything. I didn't steal anything. He's probably dead or in jail right now, too. These are the people that my brother were around. This is what I'm trying to tell you guys right now. It's a sad story. But with all the influences and everything my brother has been doing all his life, all the way up to where he's right now, his best friend is probably the worst influence on his life. And this is why I ultimately not only had I had to leave, of course, my brother behind, but I had to leave my family behind, too, because they were the worst influences on my life. The only way I was going to become successful was to rescue 911 and jump through the goddamn door. And you know what? If I wanted to come back and save them, I can. But, hey, guess what? I'm not the one. To save them. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm supposed to be. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not Rescue 911. They're the only ones that could save themselves by looking in the mirror and being straight frank. 
saying my life sucks and what am I going to do about it? See, a lot of you are so scared to leave your friends behind, leave your loved ones behind, leave a lot of different things behind because you're scared of what might people, you know, what people might think of you. But opinions don't mean a goddamn thing in this world right now unless you're building a brand or doing this or doing that. Got it. I understand. I understand all of it. Trust me. But if it's you or them, who are you going to pick? If you're willing to throw away your life and everything around you because of a horrible decision you make with a bunch of losers, well, what's it going to be? And this is the most – this is the scariest part. About you know making decisions in life and saying you know what mom you know what you've been you've been such a wonderful mother but you're just too negative I just can't be around you anymore I still love you but you're too negative oh I can't do this I can't do that you're going to have to close the door that's the only way to get it done leaving them behind and a lot of you are like oh man you know I just can't do that it's my mom it's this it's that I understand that I understand trust me I understand but if it's you or jail, you or drugs, you or ended up getting caught by the police for whatever illegal activity you are engaged in, oh, you will make a decision. And I just hope that you're on the right side of that decision. I'm just saying, man, you guys have to get good at leaving people behind. If you say, Arsenio, who are your closest friends right now? Closest friends right now? Gary V. He doesn't even know. Tony Robbins? He doesn't even know. Napoleon Hill? He's been dead for 100 years. Lisa Nichols, and, and I wouldn't say Tom Billy, but Lewis Hose, because I always see his tweets. Five people who I've connected with online. Do they talk to me? Nope, but they're my closest influences. When I actually go on my Facebook, I look at inspirational things. Everything on my Insta- Instagram is inspirational. And if there's something that I do not like on my Instagram, I'm going to hurry up and change it, unfollow that person, or block that person. Because I want positivity only. So, you know what? My friends, my audience, everything is you guys who listen to this, my ESL, you know, the people on my Facebook pages. And okay, yeah, if you want to talk about my closest friends, okay, why? Okay, she's a piano teacher. My other friend, he's a teacher, and he's out there a little bit north, but he is excellent. Um, and of course, my content writer, I talk to her on a routine basis. These are my closest friends. I guess you want to call them friends, but that's more of like a you know a, a, you know one of my employees. What I won't necessarily call her an employee. She's my content writer who works for thearseniobuckshow.com, and a couple of other people that I engage with on a routine basis. Like you know my friend out there, Joy, who I'm going to be visiting in Australia later on this year. And then there are a couple of other people. I mean, the thing is, those are the closest people I'm you know I'm closest with, and they're all very very positive, and they all have amazingly great things going on in their life. So leave the shitty people behind because if you don't, (laughs) you're going to ultimately end up being left with them. And with that being said, guys, I just wanted to do a little podcast in terms of that because, man, there's a lot of things that have been popping up in my head like I could trace back and I could connect so many dots that has happened in the past 10 years, 20 years, 25 years and seeing where it all went wrong for particular people, including myself. And I encourage you guys to do the same because once you're able to identify what went wrong in the past, that's what the learning process and then going forward, you won't make that mistake again. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.